From the Embassy of France in the United States, this is Frank Files, a podcast where we explore the unique relationship between France and the U.S. My name is Andrea, and I will be your host. Bonjour, Francophiles. Today, we're going to be speaking with Kat Borlingon, the director of the French Tech Mission. Um, now, most of us know that tech is the future. We keep hearing that that is that is what is up and coming. That is what's happening now, what's important um, in our society. But do you know about the future of La French Tech, which is a government-led initiative to bolster support for the French startup ecosystem in France, in the U.S., and all over the world? So I'm very glad to have Kat with us today. Welcome, Kat. Thanks for having me. So, Kat, it's so nice to have you with us. You know, I have a lot of questions about La French Tech, but I actually just want to know, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? And uh, you are the director of the French Tech Mission, but you are, of course, much more than that, right? Before I joined French government, I was an entrepreneur. I launched an innovation agency called Five by Five, which was specialized in startup and corporate relationships. Um, and I'm also, I guess, part of my identity as the director of the French Tech Mission is that I'm also very, you know, proudly an immigrant. Um, I moved to France when I was 20 um, from the Philippines, lived in a whole bunch of different places, uh, mostly in Canada and Japan before uh, settling down in France like I have today and did a lot of work for lots of different organizations from um, Google to the World Bank on issues related to startups and institutional partnerships. Wow, that's quite a vast professional background. Um, so now you are the director of the French Tech Mission. So for our audience, what is most important here to know is, you know, what is La French Tech? And what does this label or this network, if you will, represent? Um, sure. So the French Tech is the nickname of the French Tech ecosystem. And everyone who's in it really Uh, founders, investors, uh, incubators, accelerators. Uh, and it started off as a global sort of grassroots movement that, you know, really wanted to bolster France as a very strong startup ecosystem. And over time, it's also become a government team, which is the team that I lead. Um, and so, you know, we do lots of different things, um, everything from making sure that we have pro-startup public policy, Um, so that's everything from the visas to stock options regimes. We do uh, quite a bit of work as well on funding. Um, France is, uh, you know, both famous and notorious for being um, quite a proactive investor in all of Europe. Um, over 1.3 billion is invested by the French government every year um, directly into startups. And then we also have a lot of programs. So we have national programs that functional a bit like accelerator programs and they're run all across the country. Some of them are specialized in late stage startups. Some of them are specialized for, um, in startups from very um, diverse and tough backgrounds. And then of course there is a network of 114 French tech communities all around the world that we bring together to help us out. This national initiative has brought visibility to the growth, the talent of this industry around the world. But let's be clear about something is that The French tech ecosystem, of course, existed already. Now it just has additional support from the government. 
And it's helped French tech reach international spaces, um, move into capitals, as you were saying, and creating ecosystems around the world. I want to know more about this expansion. Sure. So, you know, French tech as a movement was launched in 2013. Um, I think the ecosystem in itself started really uh, popping up back in 2011. Um, so, you know, the good news is that the French government did not and is certainly not claiming to have invented the French tech ecosystem. And since then has been growing at this unparalleled rate, really breaking um, a lot of records. I think what's very special about the French tech ecosystem, as opposed to a lot of its counterparts across the world, is that uh, when it first started, you know, we had very tiny companies, um, you know, kind of popping out of nowhere. Uh, you know, you would have investors that would come to France, but certainly not to meet French companies. They come here more for the Riviera, the Alps, or, you know, to drink a cool glass of rosé on a Parisian terrace. But no one was coming to France to, to actually invest in tech. And France at the time was considered a bit of a backwater when it came to um, innovation. And you went from that in 2013 to today, you know, all of a sudden 14 unicorns. Um, series of mega rounds being raised with uh, miracles, uh, you know, or a B2B marketplace in France raised around over 300 million uh, not too long ago. And so we've essentially leapfrogged the entire development curve. Now, maybe your question is also a little bit, well, you know, what does the government have to do with that? What does the French tech mission have to do with that? What do these partners have to do with that? Um, you know, there's definitely, I would say, almost all of it, which is really thanks to this incredible new ger generation of relentless um, and talented entrepreneurs. But I don't think you can also downplay the role that a government plays when it comes to nurturing its startup ecosystem. Because if you think about it, you know, we are kind of like everybody's HR director to a certain extent, right? Like education in France is public, which means that French government educated every single French employee that they have on their payroll. Um, we're kind of like, the CFO as well, uh, almost a good 90% at least of French startups have had some form of financial backing from the French government, everything from subsidies to tax credits to direct investment. Um, and the entire regulatory environment of French startups is up to governments as well. And considering how deep tech heavy the French tech ecosystem is, that means quite a lot. So it's really been, um, you know, I'd say like a, a partnership over the last few years, trying to make sure that we get, we get a lot better at listening to startups and startups get a lot better as well as being able to work with us so we can sort of take the whole ecosystem forward. Yeah, I understand that. And and I know that France is one of the very few countries in the world, actually, that has a national strategy of French tech of bolstering something like this. No, that's true. The French tech mission, which is my team, which is entirely dedicated to you know, French startups um, and you know, uh, under the leadership of Cedric O, oh, who is our um, state secretary for digital affairs, um, doesn't really have a di direct equivalent in any country in the world, perhaps maybe Israel, in the sense that we serve as the sort of headquarters of the entire government um, around that one objective, which the president set for us, which is to make sure that by 2025, we have at the very least um, 25 unicorns and that on the way there, we did not sacrifice our values. We didn't sacrifice progress. We didn't sacrifice diversity. We didn't sacrifice the environment. Um, and, and in order to do that, you need a little bit of everything, right? You need 
you need the Ministry of Education and and Ministry of Labor when it comes to um, developing and acquiring talent. You need the Ministry of Foreign Affairs for everything that has to do with you know um, economic diplomacy and also um, making sure that France is a really strong image abroad. You need uh, you know lots of different ministries, even like the Ministry of health or, or the, the Ministry of Defense in the sense that they're also some of the biggest clients that startups could possibly have. And so something that's, I think, very cool about what it is that we do is that we have the privilege of being able to bring everybody together um, around a single strategy, around a single vision, which the president himself um, you know, very clearly articulates. And I don't think it's every day that you, you know, Europe certainly gets um, a president that is capable of himself, like understanding startups at such a granular level, at such a precise level that he's capable of articulating that and getting everybody on board. Definitely. It feels like a, a strong objective. And and we're seeing it now in the U.S. as well. I mean, Lafrench Tech Hub's here in, in the U.S. Um, what do you think about that? Oh, well, you know. I know I'm not supposed to have any favorites, but the French tech communities in the U.S. have been incredible. Um, some of the oldest ones uh, are San Francisco, New York, L.A. Um, more recently, we've had Austin, Rally Research Triangle, Miami, Boston. Um, and there's just such a wonderful group of people to work with. So, uh, you know, they're composed mostly of entrepreneurs. So we have quite a lot of French tech entrepreneurs who, you know, when they raise from uh, U.S. investors. One of the founders goes to the U.S., opens an office there, stays close to, uh, stays, stays close to their um, to their board members. Uh, we also have quite a few VCs actually who have um, had you know headquarters in in San Francisco or in New York, um, and also just like lots of uh, people who either work for French startups abroad or who are French and work for American startups. Um, in the U.S. Um, that really come together. So yeah, they do a lot of really amazing things, like everything from um, helping our companies when they go to the U.S. really, you know, connect with local ecosystems there. Everything from finding clients to finding daycare for their kids. Um, they're also really great, I think, at at being ambassadors for what French Tech is, what it's become, and when it's about to be. Um, you know, it's really. Amazing, I think, for us to have that level of representation at a grassroots level as opposed to, you know, always only counting on government. Um, and they have like lots of uh, um, activities as well where they bring people together. French Shake New York is actually um, doing this really great conference uh, towards the end of the year um, that will uh, talk a little bit about, you know, fr- French Shake's presence in the U.S. And, you know, for talent that exists all over the world, I've also heard that the French government has helped in providing French tech visas as well. Um, I think that's fascinating. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I mean, so it was actually my very first project when I was appointed director of the French tech mission. Um, I remember how it happened. I was, uh, it was the very first time I was going to speak publicly. Um, the president was with me on that day, which was incredible. Um, almost 3,000 people in the room. And on stage, he said that the French tech visa was so important, uh, bringing international talent to France was so important, making sure that, you know, France as a country was open to the best tech talent from all over the world. He sort of just said it kind of casually on stage. And then in three months, it was done. So what was done in three months, France has the most open tech talent visa in the world, quite literally any startup from France 
um, in France, actually, including American startups who have an office in France, can bring talent from anywhere in the world, regardless of their diploma, um, and ensure that that person and their families can get to France in a matter of days or weeks um, with renewable residence permits up to four years. Oh, that is an incredible initiative. And in bringing people in, you have um, you have more influences, you have people from different backgrounds, I imagine. Um, I, I mean, I really do love that that it has become a um, a diverse label, actually, uh, with with help with, you know, the French tech visa. And I wanted to ask you about, you know, something we hear a lot today is women in tech. Um, I, I want to know about the representation of women um, in, in the startup tech industry and and how this has sort of changed over time. I mean, you yourself as a woman in this industry, you've lived things, you've seen things. Um, now that La French Tech is international, how are these objectives uh, met or how are things changing uh, in the industry? Um, yeah, I think we probably should start off by saying that, you know, the current state of affairs is pretty devastating. Um, only 13% of companies with female founders, oh, sorry, 13% of all of the funds raised in France are, you know, raised by companies with female founders. Um, up to today, we have um, sort of ranking of the 120 top late stage companies in France, and out of the 120, only three have female CEOs, uh, you know, the, this is this is obviously a big issue. Um, you know, one sort of glimmer of hope is that you know while the numbers are quite stark when you're looking at late stage companies, they're getting a lot better when you're looking at pre seed and seed companies as a new generation kind of comes in. Uh, there is this very remarkable initiative that was launched by a nonprofit that's very close to my heart. They're called Sista. And uh, they bring together a lot of uh, you know, well-known female founders in France. And what they did is that they brought together every single VC in France, including um, BPI France, which is the French public bank and also one of the biggest LPs uh, in, in France today. And they had them sign a pact, and it's called the Sista Pact. And it essentially you know, tells them that in order to make a difference on things that count, you need to count. So that means that almost every single VC in France at the end of the year will be showing their numbers as to how many, showing how many, um, you know, female founded startups they accepted to meet with out of that number. Um, how many do they actually invest in? What amounts and things like that. So we can actually start to really understand the problem. And also, so anyone who has unconscious bias can start to see for themselves if, you know, they're part of the problem or if they're going to be a part of the solution. Absolutely. I think that's essential to monitor and to be conscious, like you said. I think that's really the objective of this initiative. That's wonderful to hear. And I read something about how, you know, you also have these other uh, objectives where the French tech only sponsors events that have 35% or more female speakers. Is that still something or and maybe that has evolved? No, I mean, that was that's definitely a thing. So um, I'd say like a pretty significant sponsor in a lot of tech events, you know, back when there were tech events um, in France. And it is our policy that we do not speak at, we do not sponsor, we do not partner with tech events that have less than 35% of women speakers, uh, because we believe representation is important. And, you know, we need to start somewhere. And that's where you know, needed to really send a, really, uh, a strong message. So, so I mean, it's not just a policy, or it's not just something that we say, it's actually something that's written black and white into the contract. So there's a clawback clause, which means that if our partners don't hold up their end of the agreement, 
we don't either. Good. It's something that uh, is really a part of the the values, actually, of uh, of this initiative. Yeah, because I think the thing that's tricky about women in tech is for a lot of us, it's a hashtag. It's something that we talk about. Um, it's something that we felt deeply help, you know, kind of helpless or embarrassed about, especially, um, you know, especially as women. Um, but I think that's something that we all need to start doing. And, you know, we wanted to set an example for this um, in France is actually making very concrete uh, decisions as to what are the small things that, you know, we can start to change around us that hopefully will have an impact on how everybody else um, deals with the issue. Absolutely. And if we're speaking about change, I mean, how have you seen the French startup community change, you know, besides representation, but what have been the, I guess, latest of developments the last, uh, last years? You mean other than a global health crisis? <laughs> I mean, that is going to create a lot of uh, creativity. We'll definitely see uh, during these moments. It's already happening. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, you know, I mean, given your question, that is the answer. Uh, it's very difficult to, to discuss any changes that the French tech ecosystem has gone through without talking about, you know, the impact that COVID has had on our ecosystem. Um, you know, and I think that while it did raise questions regarding our ecosystem's ability to maintain this momentum, um, if you look at the actual results from last trimester, French tech raised uh, more actually last trimester than it did the same time exactly last year. So we're up 8.5%. And just to give you an idea of what that means in the UK and Germany, the total amounts raised in the first in the same semester respectively fell by 9% and 20%. Um, so, you know, French tech uh, is still growing strong. It doesn't mean that we don't have startups that are affected and founders that are going through a really rough time right now. Um, that's certainly happening. But something that we're seeing is that the crisis is you know, in France and elsewhere, accelerating some of the Darwinian effects um, that are so intrinsic to the development of a high-risk uh, tech ecosystem. I think, you know, something that changes quite a bit in France, uh, if we want to sort of compare it to, to, to the U.S., is that um, in France, when right when confinement, you know, the lockdown was announced, one week later, Cedric O, oh, the state secretary for digital affairs, announced immediately that we were going to have a startup emergency package, and we were the first and probably one of the, you know, the first country to have actually done that um, so quickly. It was a 4.3 billion euro package uh, that was rolled out uh, in the days following the announcement. Um, on top of that, we had all of you know the furlough schemes. We were able to accelerate um, you know the uh, payments, uh, tax credits, and things like that to try to keep our our ecosystem afloat as much as possible to try to keep to, to try to preserve jobs. And uh, that's that's done a lot for the French tech ecosystem, and especially done a lot for the people that are in it. And I think that is you know. One of the things where when people have just, you know, for, for a long time, a lot of, um, a lot of ecosystems have sort of seen government as, you know, like a footnote to why they are in, in, um, in Boston or why they are in San Francisco, or why they are in Paris or why they are in Lisbon, um, more and more now with what's happening um, with the crisis and what's happening um, in the situation of, of healthcare and things like that, uh, the you know the impact of a government or the decisions that a government make or the values that a government has have have become something that is affecting um, decisions that entrepreneurs make as to where they're going to launch their next companies or where they're going to open their next offices. Right, and 
keeping all of this in mind, I mean, what do you now envision for the future? You know, we've talked about the past and how things are changing and, and how the crisis is affecting startups now. But for the future, let's say a French startup that starts in 10 years from now, I mean, what would you say, what would you recommend for their prosperity? Um, yeah, French startups 10 years from now, what will that be like? Well, my dream for the French tech ecosystem, which, you know, hopefully will not take 10 years, but really more like one or two, um, is that people will think of the French ecosystem less and less of an ecosystem with only French people in it, and really as a kind of home for, you know, lots of different people who want to live in, you know, who want to start up in an ecosystem that, you know, is in one of the world's most beautiful places to live, um, that has great healthcare, that cares about uh, its citizens, that cares about education, um, that, uh, you know, where people can be part of France at the same time, be part of Europe. Um, and yeah, and so something that I'm really looking forward to, I think, in, in, in the months and the years to come is seeing French tech become even more international than it already is today. Um, and that maybe that startup that you're talking about in 10 years, you know, and the, when people think about, you know, what a French startup will look like, maybe they won't even speak French. You know, maybe they'll be from, um, from Kansas and, um, you know, they'll have their first hire from Bordeaux and uh, their next hire from, uh, uh, from Munich. And they'll start up from um, uh, Rennes or Saint-Malo and then they'll become global. So, you know, I think that's really that's really the dream. And, and that's something that we're moving towards. I hope so too. Look, I've had a great time speaking with you and I'm, I'm so glad and I hope our audience now knows more about La French Tech. And thank you for uh, coming onto the show. No, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. As always, thank you for listening to Francophiles. If you've enjoyed this episode, subscribe and review us and make sure to drop us a comment about what makes you a Francophile. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FrancophilesPod and visit our website for more information. To indulge in more stories about French-American culture, check out our partner, France Amérique Magazine. Stay tuned, Francophiles. And until next time, à bientôt.